Welcome to another episode of the Grappling Life Podcast. Today is a very special episode. I'm joined with uh, Khalid Ismail. Welcome. Thank you. He looks thrilled to be here. Always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Habibi Erfa from London Builder and Maintenance, Charity Right, Football. Welcome back, bro. Like it's been a while. It has been a while, but it's a, it's a special show for me because I'm with... My main man, my coach, So today is a very special episode for more than one reason. Obviously, you two are together, and we're all together here today. And we've got also we've got uh, Rashid Khan with us today. He doesn't want to be on camera. Rashid, can you say hello, bro? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be shy even behind the camera, bro? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> So Rashid is a paramedic. He's also related to me through marriage. Uh, he's uh, my brother-in-law. Uh, we grew up together, went to the same school. Um, that's about it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And he's the father of my nephew and, and nieces. Mashallah. Mashallah. Uh, we've got everyone sitting around in the house and Zekai in the house. He's extra spicy today, bro. <laughs> it's the green jumper, bro. That's what it's all about. Oh yeah, you like my new jumper? Have you guys noticed I've switched up my uh, my wardrobe, bro? I can see that. Have you noticed that? Yeah. You know why though? Why? Before we get into the main thing. Because you never went Specsavers first. Oh, I just started off there, bro. That, like, that was a low blow, bro. <laughs> Literally, that's like punching someone from the like behind them. Sorry, bro. All right, can I finish? So, you know when you, like, do you guys, how often, like men in general, we don't really buy clothes often. Isn't it? How often do you go shopping? What now? Yeah. Never. As in, how often do you buy clothes? I don't. What about you? Never. So that jumper, when, when did you buy it? That's a new one though. No, it's not, bro. How old is it's that jumper? I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. I, yeah. I, I, I'm in my training clothes yeah, all the same, time. Yeah, same here, bro. So like, I'm in my training clothes all the so time. So when I wore that, when I wear the new things, people just get, then they notice, they're like, oh my gosh, you're... Yeah. You're not... Basically, they're trying to say you're not a tramp. You don't look like a tramp today. Who cares? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I even had it like... like uh, was it last week, Zach? <laughs> There's a crackhead on the corner. She goes, oh, nice nice shirt. I got complimented for the first time in- My you, crackhead. Even the crackhead was, <laughs> the crackhead was shocked that he wore your clothes, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you got something new on. Yeah. I don't go shopping though. Going out to the shop and that whole experience. Nah, bro. Yeah. Leave me out, bro. Yeah. Well, so, Earth that's sponsored by Nike, though. Yeah. My shirt. <laughs> uh, what is it got? Air Maxes, bro. Cheese. So anyway. Um, that's uh, uh, that out of the way. Um, so who wants to make that? Actually, Earth, it's probably best you make that announcement, bro. Now that I think it's best coming from you guys, I think okay, I can, I can line uh, it up, line it up because you okay. approached me. I'm not gonna yeah. say what it is when three weeks ago, yeah, it's about three weeks ago, yeah, three, four weeks yeah. ago, yeah? yeah. So you approached me with, a, with, with an opportunity which immediately didn't want to do. Immediately, I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. I'll tell you my reasons why I didn't want to do it, um, but you explain to them what the, what the opportunity is. Okay, so basically what it was is, um, as I think people know, the, the viewers of the people that watch Grappling With Life know that we've in the past spoken about charity and we've been to some deployments around the world, a few different countries and helping uh, young children with, with food and education. Um, and so we had another opportunity this time around to go to Sudan. We haven't been for a while, obviously because of the lockdown and the COVID situation. So we've planned a deployment out, uh, alhamdulillah, to Sudan in, uh, just before Ramadan, in like in March sort of time. 
And I thought, you know, that a new group of brothers should come um, and a new group of brothers could actually have a look for themselves about the work that Charity Right does and what it's all about. Um, and then to be honest with you, I thought of you guys, I thought, you know, subhanAllah, these guys are well acquainted with what we do and how what we have been doing and how it's benefited. Uh, we've always knocked on your doors when it comes to helping with fundraising and knocking on your doors to help us fundraise. So I thought, you know, I gave Muhammad that sort of opportunity to think about possibly joining us on our next deployment. Um, so I spoke to you about it. And, uh, do you remember the conversation? Yeah, I do. I do remember the conversation. Um, I think in the beginning, I think you was like very, very, you went quiet for a bit. Yeah. Um, and you just was kind of like, uh, you don't often get Muhammad getting quiet. <laughs> and he just he just went quiet, and then he was just listening to everything I was saying, and he was hearing me out, and 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 giving me uh, you know taking absorbing everything I said, um, and I honestly deep down in my in in my heart, I honestly think he's gonna say yeah, bro, I'm on it. Come on, when are we going? But he goes, bro, I'm not really on that. Like, I've never done anything like this, and then when he told me some of the revelations about himself. I couldn't believe them. Yeah. So do you want to enlighten the people? Yeah. You're... So, so I'll tell you what was going through my head. Like, anytime I've, I've had something like this pitched to me, which is not very much, but actually the first time, but something like outside of my comfort zone, those type of things, immediately, no. Immediately, anything to do with planes, don't want to do it. Like, I remember when I was 16 years old, well, 15, when we got offered Rashid to go to Japan, Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah. And I immediately, no. Immediately, bro. Like, I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. Just because of the plane ride, bro. Um, <clears throat> Rashid's mum, she offered to, to pay... No, I think she she offered to pay half my ticket to go to the Philippines, bro. No, no, it was, uh, it was all the way, bro. Was, she, was, she, was it all of it? Yeah. Your mum's a G, bro, man. No, She'd like pay for it. I was like, immediately, no. In my head... Imagine, Philippines, bro. I think we were about college, Rashid. Yeah, about 16, 17. Yeah, 16, 17. She's going to pay for us to go for it. But that would have been an amazing opportunity for me to experience something. And I was like, obviously, this is not a holiday. But I'm just to give you an example why uh, when we were going to Algeria in 2003, <coughs> immediately I was like, I don't want to go. And then my dad goes, listen, we'll drive there. I was like, that's the only reason why I, I went. And then, and then, to be fair, I have flown once. Yeah, and that was to Northern Ireland. And it was like a 45-minute flight. And the reason why I did, yeah, is because my manager, the, the, the CEO of the company at the time, she found out I've never caught a plane before. So she was always about, she was a good person. Yeah, she was always about trying to push me. Yeah, so she asked me, have you got a passport? Started laying the groundwork. I was like, she goes, get your passport done because I need it for your CRB or whatever. It wasn't for the CRB. So I got my passport done. And then she came up to me and said, Mohammed, I've booked a flight for you for a meeting, for a team building exercise in Northern Ireland. Bruv, in my head, I was, you know when you're, you know when you're just trying to figure out what excuses you can make not to go? Like I was trying to, fix. she goes, no, you're going to go. Otherwise, you're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire you, bro. You're going to be put upon disciplinary. You have to go. SubhanAllah, like, and then I'm, you know, you know when you know you have to go now, now you have to try and, okay, wallahi, the anxiety I was going through, like, the worst things were, like, also being separated from my family for the first time, you know, and then, um, 
when we were catching the plane. And after it took off, but you don't understand, I thought I was going to die, bro. You know that feeling of, I'm going to dying. You know that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be dying. You know that, uh, what's it? That, um, it's a meme. That, that meme, that yeah, YouTube that guy, video of that yeah. guy freaking out. Oh, I totally get it, bro. Yeah. Because you're in an enclosed space. I, I don't know if it's the, it's the flying. Did you do that? No, inside I was. Oh. I'm too cool for school, innit? In, in, in my head. Like, I can't, the embarrassment of me doing that is worse than me being I'm scared. Yeah, so I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna. Alhamdulillah, when we were, you know, at altitude, I was fine, and then we landed or whatever. And then. Um, it's probably a fear of not being in control. Yeah, that really is. But, so, but are you ever in control? Uh, no. We're never. We're never are. That's the thing. That's the thing. So. Then Earth, what did you say to me? Did I say yes? I said, let me think about it. Now you said, let me think about it. But, but that, that was me trying to think of a way to get out of it. But you know what his coping mechanism was? Go on. He started going, um, uh, uh, what do we ask Khalid? Uh, what do we ask Rashid? What do we ask? What do we ask? And he was just like, Nah, nah, nah. I, I told her afterwards. No, but though. that was afterwards. You started. You, 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 I think when you've said yes, yeah. you started coping with it better by asking me to ask other people. But you to asked come. Khalid already, though. No, but Khalid had asked already, but yeah. I hadn't asked Rashid and yeah, yeah. Imran and yeah. and Zach at that time. And it's only because I think you kind of got a little bit reassurance that Khalid yeah. already. I already spoke to Khalid, and Khalid was all right. But you know, you know, I didn't. Ca- I don't care who's going with me. It was the it's the it's the it's the anxiety of flying, that I don't care if my granddad came with me. It was it wasn't that wasn't the thing for me. It was like you know it was bro. You caught me at the right time. No, I think you did care because um, we had something planned that Carly was gonna choke you in the plane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just put you to sleep. B.A. Baracus, mate. Yeah, B.A. Baracus. Ain't getting no pay for. That's it, that's it, bro. Don't but worry. I feel like you caught me at the right time. Yeah. Like, and I think I think one thing that I really wanted to understand why you wanted me to go. Why what what what, what the purpose of the trip was. Because I didn't want to do something like this for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Like, yeah. so of course you're very passionate about it. There's no doubt it's an amazing cause. But it was more about myself than the cause itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. about, oh, why are we going to, why don't we go to, no, it wasn't that. It was more me, like, what what, what was the purpose of it, bro? Why am I, what, me personally, am I doing it really? Am I doing it for the right reasons? So there was a lot of that kind of going on. And Alhamdulillah, like, I, I, I kind of boiled it, I don't want to talk too much about this, but kind of boil it down to one sentence. If my child was sick, or if my child was starving, yeah, and couldn't eat, and they're in another country, would I let a plane ride stop me getting there? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. subhanAllah, these are our children, bro. Yeah. That's how I kind of had to like, in my head, make it work. Because there needs to be a strong enough why. And then when I when we met um, on, 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 on Zoom. Uh, Sajad. Sajad, yeah. And then he explained to us the importance of feeding the poor, feeding and um, looking after the orphans, all this stuff. And I was like, what, what am I doing, bro? I'm going to let something like this stupid, stupid kind of, you know, irrational fear stop me from... And, and the thing is, obviously, we could have still raised the money without going. But you know what? Going out there to see what the ummah is facing, bro. Actually see it with your own eye, bro. Like we talked about it that day, yeah. innit? Like, sometimes you're on Instagram, you got one... One, you're scrolling through and you got one guy making a skit about something and the next one, oh, the Yemen kids are starving and then the next one, some guy making some curry, bro. We got next one, 
uh, gorillas doing that, uh, playing inside the bathtub, bro. You know what I mean? And you get desensitized, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the reality of why, it, isn't it. Why did you look at me when you said that? You got a video of me or something? <laughs> Man making curry. That's the water. Do you know what you're talking about? That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> but but you see, we get these sense these centers these centers. Take a breath, bro. Desensitized. 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 Thank you. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so we get desensitized. Desensitized. <laughs> 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 you better clip that one right now. <laughs> My tongue is all over the place today. So yeah, like on a serious note, it's like seeing it with your eye. I know why it's, it's to get that, that mm. the experience will bind it to you. So when you go and ask for money, like you said, it's not for yourself. Bro. And... Um, and also, I was a bit uncomfortable with, and I'm going to say it straight, bro, because I think the listeners deserve to hear this and because you guys are going to go on, inshallah, help us raise this money, bro. That's important that you hear this. Um, is that that, that that struggle, that inner struggle is why you're doing it. Like, we're going to be recording, we're going to be taking, making vlogs, inshallah, we're going to show you guys so the, like the shaitan will come at different doors, innit? And try and corrupt your attention, innit? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so inshallah, that's, that's that battle that you have to go through, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that was my why, bro. That like, it really was something that, subhanAllah, it, had, it made me face. And I, I think I caught, got to a point where I was like, bro, you're almost 40, man. But how long are you going to be running away from this crap, bro? The world is huge. And you look at Ibn Battuta, you look at... All the, the, the Muslim, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Notable Muslim um, people in, in the past, they were adventurers, bro. They'd go, they'd go and see the world, see what's, you know. I know sometimes, you know, sometimes what I do, like, you know, I've been watching on, on the internet those guys. We see these like 19 year old white boys, bro. Don't, don't speak a lick, lick of any language. They're in, in Kabul, bro, eating street food, bro. Mm. The only difference is when they come back, they're not gonna get interrogated, isn't it? But that's a different story. <laughs> but it's interesting. They go. I've seen guy like a French guy traveling Algeria, bro, going to Tamanor Asad, going to these places and seeing like this. This and it's important, I think, like that you see. And like this is not a holiday. This is to go and see how people are living, man. You know. And um, I feel like I've spoken for quite a while, but like also to like be. Be a, we should be ashamed, bro. No, no, that this is going on in I, our community. Bro. I don't think we should be ashamed. I think we should be thankful. Yeah, we should be thankful to Allah that Allah has given us that that opportunity. Um, that we are obviously, you know, living in a more comfortable situation, and how comfortable that is, only Allah knows. Because maybe that's comfort for us, but maybe not comfort for someone else, and they might have similar things to what we have. I think we should be thankful to Allah, and we should also be be thankful to Allah that Allah gives us those opportunities. That we can try and not help, but just be the means to try and help. Because like Sajjad said to you, you guys on the on the on the meeting, was that if you don't go and I don't go, they're gonna get fed anyway. Yeah. They're gonna get fed Allah because Allah's got something planned for them. But if Allah's gonna use you 
and inshallah the the listeners and the viewers of you know this 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 podcast to be the means to try and help them um then what greater thing can you do but go there yourself see it with your own eyes and bring back that information that's what i was saying to you that day that yeah. what you see and what you hear and what your hands touch is different to watching it on instagram and and do that thing and i i think i was a little bit i mean i was very similar to you i i, I mean i was offered opportunities maybe four or five times before that to go to various places and I didn't go. Various reasons work, this, that and the other, family. But then I think when the first time I took that opportunity and I went, um, I didn't know what to expect. So my anxiety levels were quite high as well. So I didn't know what to expect. Were you, you scared of flying as well? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, I was. I, alhamdulillah, I'm a, lot, I'm, a, I'm a lot better now. You're a nervous flyer. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm a nervous flyer as well. But, but it is what it is, isn't it? And, and, and I think after going out there and seeing it for myself, then I kind of um, got to grips with the whole whole situation, and that's why I was saying to you guys. But that, you tell know, us, like, for example, because before, no, but, but Muhammad, before I tell you, um, I just want to also speak about why why we got Mashallah Khalid involved. Because look, I'm going to be very honest uh, about this year. Is I've been and Khalid knows that I've known Mashallah Khalid and Coach Khalid for many many years, yeah. And Alhamdulillah, I've always looked up to him in his in his tarbiyah and how he teaches us um, different. Uh, you know, different types of etiquette of sport, training and all this kind of stuff. And we bounced off each other on loads of various different things. But I always felt, and I always told Khalid this, that he, mashallah, tabarakallah, has got something, uh, an edge that a lot of people haven't got. And I think he needs to be um, an ambassador uh, for a charity for a long, long time. Khalid, I did say this to you. And I think Khalid was a little bit reluctant himself in the beginning, for what reason, whatever. But we kind of left it like that. And I always said to Khalid that, look, you know, when the opportunity comes, I'm not going to let it go. I just said that to you, I'm not going to let it go. And that's why I think uh, uh, it's important for someone like Khalid, mashallah, who's uh, uh, he's got a good following, mashallah, tabarakallah. A lot of people know him. Um, he's been around the block a million times over. He's worn the T-shirt. He's probably thrown it away now. But I think he's got an opportunity, alhamdulillah, to be able to showcase something different. And I think... It'd be nice to ask Khalid why has he got involved? What's the reasons behind be, behind his uh, his desire to do this? Because, like I said, bro, <laughs> he never said no once this time around. No, Khalid, he was like, I don't know, he just jumped at it straight away. And I, I, so he didn't say no once. He didn't say no. Oh, me. you mean in this time? In this occasion, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. Uh, but you've asked me before. Yeah, he's asked me. I've always been shy about charity, like I oh, like uh, give with your right hand. So even if your left hand doesn't know. And I've always like, um, I've always supported like Earthfat's work and I think mashallah, what charity right and what Earthfat's always done. I've always been in the background kind of thing. So, and I think all of, uh, there's a lot of brothers that do that yeah. kind of thing, alhamdulillah. But um, for me, when, I don't know, man, something in my heart was, I need to go. Do you know what I mean? So it was, I think uh, it was that Legion you asked me. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I think, we get to that point of our life uh, where worldly stuff is not necessary for me. That's why. That's why I'm at my now. And even before, I was. I've always been. I've always been like this. Never done things for like word worldly gain. Um, and I think for me, it was like when Earth asked me something in my heart was, "You need to go, yeah. go, go and see, and if." If you can spread the message, if we can raise money for these children, inshallah, if we, anything that we can do. Because to be honest, it's like, I think anyone's children, anyone's got children and stuff. And if you, if, if you, could, if you can walk past a kid and see them suffering, 
then you got no heart. Mm. So for me, it's like we we need to, we need to knuckle down, inshallah. Because, bro, to be honest, grappling for life podcast, um, and if we don't do nothing with it, it's a waste. If we have uh, Khalismao has following, you're a waste, man. To be honest, so my my fighting ability is great for nothing. To be honest, it's, I, I I haven't achieved what I need to to do because having belts and titles doesn't really mean nothing to me, and it's not uh, why why I used to fight. I, even when I when I first started fighting was. There, there had to be a, a reason to fight, which I think, inshallah, hopefully people noticed that when I used to fight, that that's, that was ultimately my goal. Was I never used to fight because um, I wanted to be known. I, w- I wanted to try to make change. So um, this was this is an opportunity to do something good. Like even even for for myself first, and then like try to fight those demons or whatever you got in your heart kind of thing. I mean, me you speak all the time about sincerity, having been sincere in this cause and I think, and obviously, bruv, Masha, uh, Earth at, bruv, works ty- tirelessly when he does charity work. I've seen you do. I've been to many of your events, mashallah. And to be honest, bruv, even when brother Sajad said, said to me, uh, said to that day, um, when he said, when you're raising that 150 pound for a child, you will not be shy to ask them for money. So I'm telling you now, when I'm asking you for 150 pounds, <laughs> you're going to pay. It's true though, but it's like yeah, now, because yeah. before I would be shy to ask someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be shy to ask, but now yeah. it's like, yeah, why am I shy to ask someone for money for someone's uh, for a kid? Because if it was your own kid that was dying of starvation. Even if it's not my kid, bro. I don't care. Saying, I don't say, I, it's, it's not saying, no, but even if it's not my kid, bro, why, are you, why have we got to that state that you can look at a child and think to yourself, you're not going to give it some money? Do you know what I mean? That's the, for me, it's like it's very, very important. Yeah. Uh, uh, inshallah. But uh, I'm the, I think I've done Salat al-Istikhar and it was like, it was like a really yeah. overwhelming, burning sensation. Like, I, I need to go, bro. Yeah. I need to go see this thing. And I think uh, the people who are going, my man, Zach, brother Rashid, Imran, but I'm going to choke out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, bro, I think obviously Rashid's here and Rashid's know me, apart from, apart from Zach, like she's known me for a long time, bro. Like for twenty years, um, and uh, I think we went through even like Zach. Obviously, he was young when we were, we were friends, you know. Like and Rashid probably knows me the most in the sense of when I was when we were younger. We went through a lot of stuff together. Yeah, like I remember when he came from Bangladesh um, to school. Like I remember him coming to school not knowing what halal was. Do you remember Rashid? Yeah, that was a big shock. <laughs> that's that's how we got fat, 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 uh, got to know each other. Like he was eating uh, chicken wings. I was like, what the hell are you doing, bro? Goes, <laughs> what? what? Goes, uh, that's that's haram. No, he didn't know what haram was. But this was when you were young, yeah. Yeah, this was like, so, I think twelve ha- years ha- old, bro. Twelve ha- years old. All right, all right. You were you were born in Bangladesh? No, no, no I was born here, but then. Oh, um, but you was there. Yeah, I grew up in Bangladesh. Um, I stayed there lived for almost four years as well. Oh wow, I'm sure. Did dad like shipped him off? Like, yeah, he, he didn't do anything wrong as well. We just like <laughs> learn some values. He wanted him to learn Bengali, and uh, I thought that was a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, like um, at the time I didn't think it was, but now when I think about it, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, he would have been some. He'd be he'd be a break dancer, like <laughs> that Filipino side would have come out. Well, you know. So like I remember one one like having that relationship with him, and then we we went through like stages. Went to college. And we went through a, a, a bit of a phase yeah, where we were lost, bro. 
Mm. We're lost. We're trying to figure ourselves out. And Richie's been there, like he's, he's, he's seen that transition. And I, the reason I'm telling you this is because there was a point I remember where we we came to understand, we, we, came, we, we were like, when we started getting more practice in it, and like, I remember we just had this overwhelming urge to help. Do you remember, Rashid? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's when we were about 18. And yeah. then, um, yeah, Allah sent blessings in so many ways. So, like, we, obviously, he's a man of few words, bro. So, so I even have to be a solicitor at school, bro, sometimes, speak on his behalf, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, he was, he's, he's been there in the, most, in the most, like, formative years, he was there, bro. You know, and, and shout out to Brother Ali as well and other brothers as well. But with him specifically, like, obviously, he was, like, he was at my house a lot and all this stuff. And then I remember... Like having this overwhelming urge, like to change things, do you understand? To kind of um, be involved, to give back, because we were so lost. We didn't want other kids to to feel that way. So we started working in youth clubs and doing all these different things, and then that led me to get my PGCE. Then Rashid, like, mashallah, he's a paramedic. And that, that, that those two years, those three four years, we were kind of like in flux, and that really dictated the trajectory of our lives in the sense of if I've do, if I'm not helping someone or if I'm not adding value, I don't feel like I'm alive, bro. Mm. Do you understand? That's why Legion is the way it is. And Dr. Amir is the same. Do you understand? So you kind of, you kind of, you're around like-minded people, bro. I didn't like, I couldn't, I couldn't think to myself, I, couldn't, I remember, subhanAllah, like, I remember I got a job so after all this, I, we, we, we done all that. We got married, yeah? So we started having, we had kids and stuff. And I was doing the nine to five. I remember saying to my wife, I can't do this. I can't do this nine to five, bro. What are you laughing at? Uh, you said we got married, like you two got married. No. <laughs> <laughs> she got married, I got married. Well, don't be quite different to have married. Uh, yeah, friendship marriage. Friendship, yeah. So we were always together, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Remember we used to go like buy the same shoes, bro. It was, yeah. it was like, we're like, we're like, I'm not sure. <laughs> we're like, um, so we got married and then we kind of went through that nine to five phase. Remember Rashid? Yeah. And then um, I remember having this conversation where I said, I can't live like this. I can't. Go to work at nine and leave at five. I've, I feel like I'm useless, bro. Like, I'm not doing anything. And subhanAllah, like, to cut a long story short, that's how me and Amir got together. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it was uh, revert to reality. We've done this thing. And anyway, you can listen to the other podcast. But so now I'm at a stage, I'm like, subhanAllah, like, what really touched me, bro, was the last time, by that um, guy that you got, to come and do the <laughs> that that thing that um, the charity event that he invited us to. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. You were there. I was there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was there. <laughs> the entertainment for that night. Was, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting though. Yeah. But alhamdulillah, it was a good event. And what that video of that Sudanese boy, Sudanese uncle, bro. Mm. I sat there and I was thinking, you know, that person's real, yeah? In my head. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That person is a real person. It's not like, a, it's not a character in a movie, yeah? This person lives a life. 
parallel to yours. And he's going through those things. And it was, but, but that, vi that, that moment, that's when I was like, but then subhanAllah, you, you, you leave, like you go back to your life and you go through that. I think Imran said something really good. Yes. Um, Got him, man. Imran, when you went to, Imran, when you went to Bangladesh. No, no man, say it, say it bro. bro. It was your thing, when the Sheikh said it. He said that our, our test here is of gratitude and their test is of sabr. Inshallah. So that's the thing. It's I know we have a joke and a laugh, yeah, and no, but it is it is but, great. Well, like that's important. No, bro. but it is great. But it's great. the thing that's what I'm saying to you is like now we're sitting here, Hamdullah, your cup of tea and stuff, and you, Sajad, was telling a story about the man that kept kept inviting him in. Yeah, nothing. And yeah, guy's got no nothing in his house, and he's saying to him, "Come in, come in, come in." So like, it's hard to imagine this. So that's why I think it's for us important until. It's important to tell tell their story, and with from people from here, I think that'll be good. Yeah, that like like us lot. Yeah, we're telling their story, and you hear it from us. And I know, Mashallah, Jerry, right? The money goes to them people, yeah. and you see where their money goes. Yeah, because um, I know a lot of people always think that um, charity companies uh, pocket everything. Yeah, um, but Alhamdulillah, with charity, right? We know that money goes to these people, bro. So that's why I've always supported. Um, Charity, right? More, more than other charity, because obviously, like you got to do your due, due diligence and search research. Also, we know us. That's the thing in it, bro. And this yeah. is a show you guys have been watching us weekly. Yeah, so we know, for we know how the, long, bro. Yeah. You know us, yeah. So Alpha used to send us videos of him there. I remember you taking Bilal and stuff there. Yeah, yeah mashallah. So he's like his soul son's helping and stuff, and it's like, it's like you can see where what benefit is doing for the people there, and obviously, like where your money and everything is going. Um, to those places and I think um, we just need to tell their story yeah. for, for me that, I think that's for me the whole thing my angle on this will be to tell it's nothing to do with me it's to tell their story and we're just gonna be the third party yeah. in their story and, and inshallah it's not you, about us it's nothing to yeah. do with us brother it's nothing to do with us we just want you to see where your money is going and inshallah that you're able to donate and make changes for these people. Uh, Khalid, what one in what that hunchback guy from three hundred, you know when they're sending him back to tell the story of all the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say his name. <laughs> his name man. Yeah, you don't say his name. They remember they're saying you get they, they banned his name. Oh is it? Yeah, in the whole thing. His name's I don't, they say his name, but you the oh, whole Greek mythology did not say his name. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Because he was he's a snitch, bruv. Yeah, he's a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not so, snitches, bruv, obviously. So, so, so it's important for us to also remember that charity right obviously has existed for many, many years. Yes. The Sudanese um feeding program has been around for many, many years. Um, even before I went there, and obviously Sajjad told you that he's been there you know, 20, 16 to 18 times, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um they started very, very small. Um, now, alhamdulillah, there's, there's uh, mashallah, there's a lot of schools and a lot of those children that are benefiting from it. Um, and some of those children are beneficiaries of obviously secular education, but a lot of those children are beneficiaries of doing hifth of Quran. So, and I always, I always say this to a lot of people when I, um, when I see them, or especially in some events and stuff like that, that, you know, alhamdulillah, everyone's got this kind of, or they aspire to have their, their children um, firstly, to be able to read Quran, then to memorize Quran, yeah, and and a lot of parents aspire to do that. Now, a lot of 
people listening to this may be in the same situation. They might have children who are young and they're learning, or they might have children who have grown older and they didn't learn. They learned how to read, but they didn't memorize because the virtues of memorized Quran uh, in in its entirety, in heft for the, per, the the person who does it, and his its his parents or her parents, is 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 a great virtue in Islam, um, and it's very honourable in the sight of Allah. So, one of the things that I always say to a lot of people is that if you don't have children that have done that for various reasons, maybe it's qadr and it. Some people can do it, some people can't. This is an opportunity to lay your money down and say, look, you know what? I'm going to benefit this child to be able to memorize the Quran. And that child in, you know, Allah will, the, the reward for that child, I know that's not your, you know, your blood child or whatever, but they're orphans as well. And the virtue of helping an orphan is is, is great in, in the sight of Allah. So I would say that the people listening to this, they should just take it from this, that I have seen them myself. I saw them with my own eyes, children learning Quran. And I think, think Saj was telling you the other day that you'll see it with yourself. But these children are not just learning Quran of a mushaf. They're not doing that. They're actually writing the Quran. They're rubbing it out and they're writing it again. And that's part of the memorization. And it's not a joke. So they can write from front to back. Front to back. And I'm telling you, it's not a joke that the, the Ustad will come. He'll recite a passage of the Quran. And uh, any child that he picks, he would complete it. Sure. He would complete it and, and he would complete it with ease. And some of them will even not complete it by reciting it, but they'll just write it for you. They'll write it out for you. And these these things, I mean, these things are easy to for me to just say them to you, but they're very, very hard to imagine when you're when you're not there. But when you're gonna see it for yourself, you'll understand that for them, Quran is very, very important. For us, maybe so much so is we've we've given it less importance um than they have and i think this is one of the reasons why i think a lot of the people who watch the uh watch grappling with life friends family everyone that we know we all try hard enough to try and make sure that these go these children go through this journey and uh, sajad was saying that a lot of these children because they don't have no food if they didn't have food or didn't have had those three meals in the school a day they probably wouldn't come they genuinely wouldn't come but they have now a lot of those children have progressed they've got older and remember it's important that the viewers uh, they they know that we don't just feed a child when he's young we take him from infancy to adulthood all the way through so his journey through his schooling life or his hefts life at school and his food is catered for from the minute he comes to the school to the time that he gets adulthood and leaves and then he did say that once they complete Quran or they do the hefs, then their secular education after that from the government is free. So that's kind of like the the the, the bridge. The, yeah, and that's the rubber, stamps, rubber stamps it for them that they get education after that free. And many people have come out of those sort of that poverty struck areas and have now gone to places like Kesala where you will go, um, and they've now got you know they're, they're doing a higher education and they've got jobs. They've been they're, they're slowly taking their families out. Of the of the camp areas, and now they managed to get them, you know, into mm. in, into normal homes and normal housing with regular meals and regular food and stuff like this. So it's a it's a testament to what uh, what Charity Right has done for many many years. And inshallah, they, the the whole plan of it is to continue it uh, for as long as, as as long as we can. It's not look. There are and Sajad was saying that there's many many relief charities. Mashallah, tabarakallah, they do an amazing job. 
it's not something that charity right does. We don't do that. We don't. We're not a relief charity where there's a war or there's a you know there's a, a, a an earthquake or or, or or tsunami or something like that. And we turn up there and we just give food packs and whatever. Mashallah, tabarakallah, these charities are doing a fantastic job. And long may that continue. And Allah give them uh, you know all the blessings for what they do. What we're trying to do is something a little bit different, and that's just the continuous continuous feeding of the children. It, it, so that's very very important for um, simple. Simple, but, but effective, yeah. effective and consistent. consistent. It's consistent. We don't we don't want to feed a child for a month, and then for the next you know month or next five years that child's forgotten about it. We don't we don't want to we don't we don't want to to work it like that. It's important that it the 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 charity is continuous, and I think everyone should understand it that way. And something that Khalid touched upon is that no one should be fearful, because you're not asking for yourself. And people are not giving it from themselves. People are giving it because they want to, and you're asking because you're doing it for Allah's cause. That's it. It's as simple as that. You're but doing it for Allah's I feel cause. Like the narrative, like I think, <coughs> if you look at um, the culture, Islamic culture of giving, yeah, like you look at our forefathers, bro. Like it was an honourable thing to do. Not like it was like seen as something that is your duty. Not like, oh, I'm doing a nice thing. Look, I'm helping this orphan. No, it's an embarrassment that I have to do this, if you know what I mean. It's like, not an embarrassment, Stakhfullah. It's like, I'm helping myself. Do you get me? Yeah. Like, for example, the same way you'd see if, as a father, you couldn't provide for your children. Like, it's not, when you, when you provide for them, it's not like, oh, look at me, I'm providing for my children. It's like, yeah, and that's your duty as a father. So... So charity, if someone, if you've got money, I'm saying if you've got, if if you look at, I think, I can't remember what the, the, the percent, if, if you earn more than a certain amount in this country, I think 30,000 or 40,000, I can't remember exactly, you're like top 1% earners in the country, bro, when you look at it. I think in the world. No, in the UK, 70, I think 70,000. No, but I think in the world, the top 1% earn more than 30K. Oh, really? So if you can Google it, Zach, bro. Like in the world, if you took it globally, yeah, <clears throat> think about thirty thousand a year. Think about how many people in the world are earning that. Mm. Even do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're like top one percent. It's not, you, know, you don't have to be a billionaire to be a top one. They're like a fraction of thirty four k. What's that? Thirty four k. So imagine thirty four k. That means you're top one percent. That means everyone else. So what's the average wage for for someone like income in the world? Probably something silly, bro. Mm. Um. So those, and subhanAllah, because we live in a capitalistic world, bro, and everything is driven by, if you think about it, exploiting people who are less well off. If you look at, for example, all the rich minerals, it's in Africa, bro. Sudan, I'm pretty sure they've got oil, bro. Mm. I'm pretty sure they've got some, like they're not, if you look at, well, let's not get into geopolitics here, but I'm saying, subhanAllah, we should be the antidote to that. Islam is not built on, and being a Muslim is not exploiting other people to, so so for, for me, in the sense of, we need to change that narrative of, if you're giving money, you're doing something, okay, yeah, you're getting, you're getting reward from Allah, it's between you and Allah. But Muhammad, let's just break it down a little bit, now you're talking numbers, yeah? yeah. How much do you think it, it, it costs to feed a child, um, I don't know, for, for, for a month? 
I, I broke it down from that 150 pound. Yeah, thanks for telling everyone what it is now. How are you saying? But you asked me the question, bro. I already said it. No, you, you, said it. It. you asked me the yeah, question. But, uh, so 150 pounds a year right? to feed a child for the yeah. entire year. Yeah. I mean, break that down. That's three pound a week. Yeah, three pound a week. That's nuts. Yeah. Most people say, spend more than three pound on, on, coffee. A coffee. on coffee. I spent four pound twenty on a, a coffee. Day, bro. Yeah, a, a day, bro. A day, a day. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. But Mohammed, you know what you what you were touching on though. What what I think is important to think right now is that you're not doing it for any other reason but to please your yeah, that's, ones. that's it and then just because someone will replace you someone will give that money no one stead. needs you bro yeah, no one needs you. <laughs> you're doing it for yourself that's it yeah. and that's the thing it's like even even us bro like you just said bro what, I mean, they're going to get their t- they're going to get their thing yeah. even if we're there but or not even if we don't go yeah, so someone else will go that's what Mr. said they're going to get their yeah. they're going to get their risk even if we're there or not so it's an investment for you yes. you're banking it for yourself yes. isn't it yeah you're, you're banking and, and, and I just my, my whole thing of that is always though I just I don't know why I don't know. It, it, I was about to say I have a caring nature, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but you do, bro. You do, man. No, no. Certain things. Yeah, certain yeah? things. Like, if you're just... Uh, like, like, We're no, not talking about that, though. No, no, other things, yeah. Because, okay. like... No, I'm saying to you, but, like, things that matter. Yes. So, I, I care about things that matter, yeah? Not... You was asking me about clothes. Yeah. I don't care, bro. If I have the same jumper every day on your podcast, I don't care. You know what I mean? It's, it's not... It's not... We've gone past that now. yeah. You know, when someone buys 120 pound Nike uh, thingy, oh, what color is my Bugatti, bruv? I don't have one and I don't want one. <laughs> don't care, bruv. <laughs> I don't care, bruv. Yeah. I'm not about that Bugatti life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can drive your Bugatti. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not that's not what I don't believe that's what Dunya or what you're here for. Yeah. You're not here to do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. People say, yeah, we used to drive ride the bicycle horses and all this stuff. Alhamdulillah, but yeah, they had character and they were doing other things, bruv. Yeah. So they so they're different people. Not just Bugatti watch and but that's what's happening now. Is that that's what I'm talking about? Is that, but sw- even even going there, I think even going, it's time to switch off from first world problems, oh, bro. Yeah. Bro, you're worried about a dog dying, and you collect and you give to RSPCA and all these companies, and you give two pounds to these dog people, and you see a child dying and you don't give a penny. Yeah. That's that's for me. That's buff crazy. I don't understand. That's what I don't understand. Well, I heard comedians making jokes about starving kids, bro. No, but Muhammad, like, I don't. You know, things like this, yeah, like, it's no, funny. Bro, no, but Muhammad, yeah. I don't understand that. Like, you know what you're valuing now? And you bitch. Uh, sorry. That's fine, bro. That's like you bitch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bitch about things like Netflix. I ain't got this and uh, all this stuff. Like, and I think that's why. Yeah, buff. I'm <laughs> buff. Let the trip come quicker, bro. Inshallah. <laughs> nah, it, it, you know what it is, bro. It's like you know. It makes you. It makes you. you realize know, there's something else, bro. Every year, I know for all of you, yeah. When Ramadan, I'm, I'm looking forward to Ramadan. It's like a reset, like you know, from dunya. It's like, but stop everything. Norm, yeah. that all that normal grind and stuff just stops, and that whole month is different. And I said to you guys, the the when was it? Twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty lockdown. When we was when we was, I think when everyone was with their families, and it was like, ah, oh, this is Ramadan. What it's about, isn't it? Yeah, it was like it was different, bro. I didn't rush to go nowhere. I had no classes, just being broke, yeah. sitting at home, <laughs> and I loved it. I think one thing <laughs> that we need to kind of even just things that will make you happy, isn't it? Subhanallah, like we spoke to. Dr. Aranzev just recently about, you know, he gets a lot of mental health, you know, related 
like consultations and stuff. And a lot of it is stress and anxiety and all that stuff. And um, sometimes gratitude, subhanAllah, like just saying Alhamdulillah, man, what I have. A lot of that is what, so anxiety is not what you, what, what, is anticipating what you don't have. Do you understand? Oh, I need a bigger house. I need to get a raise. My boss is... Yeah, but you know what? He's, stuff, but, yeah. but even what what, uh, um, what Imran said, yeah. we'll put that into perspective. Yeah, that's mm. the medicine. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. having gratitude for what you yeah. got. So even if you live in a... Even if you live I'm in talking a, about myself, bro. Not, but before, all of us... But before before I talk about anyone I'm else, I'm talking about bro. no one else. I'm talking, yeah. Again, this, these are yeah. our own lessons, yeah? yeah? So it's yeah. like, for us, it's... Even if you haven't achieved what you want to achieve or you're, you're, you're struggling in, in, in work or whatever... But alhamdulillah, yeah. but I've always, and I think, you know, that, that gratitude, what he's talking about is, I think we got it a little bit easy, or a lot easy here, compared to, and I think, you know, when you're going to go there, that's going to, inshallah, well, hopefully we can, we can put it on camera and then people can see it. But guys, look, you know, um, <laughs> should have lighted the mood a little bit, it's getting a, get a bit tense in it. Listen, guys, it's, it's very, very it's important. It's your fault, bro. Huh? It's your fault. Listen, I, it's you actually, you know that. Actually, it's uh, Imran, he just gave that uh, little statement. It just made it <laughs> too serious. But I was going to say that, look, it's, a, it's very important for us to all be happy that Allah has chosen us. Okay? It's very important that we're all happy that Allah has chosen us because Allah could have chosen anyone. Mm. So Allah has chosen us to be able to go and deliver the aid on behalf of the people that <coughs> listen to this uh, podcast and friends and family. It's very important. It's very important that Allah has chosen us, that we're going to go there and we're going to see those children, our children, for ourselves, you know, and, and see what, what's going on in their lives. It's very important that we go there and, sh sh you know, maybe show some things that, that you guys do over here, whether they be, you know, jiu-jitsu or wrestling or whatever. That's also very good because they, they've never been exposed to that stuff. Because we, when we went, we played a bit of football with them. And they really loved it. They really enjoyed it all. And it was nice. So it'll be something a little bit, it'll be a little bit different as well for them. And I think the most important thing is I think every single person who knows you guys and knows me and knows you guys needs to understand that they happily need to give you the money. And they need to happily understand that it's not going to put a dent in anything they've got, you know, they've had. It's not going to put a dent in it because Allah, Allah's promise is, is, is clear that, you know, giving in sadaqah is not going to decrease their wealth. If anything, it's going to increase it, okay? It's very, very important that everyone understands this. So when the when the appeal goes out, which inshallah I think is going to go live tomorrow, when the appeal goes out, goes live, I think everyone should look at it and think that, you know what, I do not want this little opportunity to pass me by. It doesn't matter what the amount is. The amount is irrelevant. It could be 50p, it could be a pound, it could be a thousand, it could be 20,000, it could be whatever. But don't let the opportunity pass you by. And I think that's what we need to do. Before we go, we need to make sure that we don't let anyone that we um, ask to let them let the opportunity go by. And the important thing is, is that, I, you know, it's just, subhanAllah, it's really, this one thing sticks in my head so much that um, I remember six, seven years ago, uh, there was a, a message that we sent out for charity, right? And I remember sister contacting us and saying that, uh, brother, you know what? Um, I really want to give, but I don't have any money. And everyone got, we was on Ramadan TV at the time and we got taken back by the sister saying that, look, she wants to really give, but she's called up, she wants to give, but she hasn't got no money. She's on her own. She's got a couple of children and she's struggling and, and she can't give anything. 
And subhanAllah, it was it was a moment when everyone just went a bit quiet and had to reflect upon their own lives and what's going on. So straight after that, four or five people phoned up and gave on her behalf. They gave on her behalf. And you know what, subhanAllah, one of the things I remember she telling the, the producer at the back, she said, look, I'm not going to be able to give anything, but I'm going to make sure that I'm going to broadcast it everywhere. And subhanAllah, so many people, I remember it was close to, I think about eight, 9,000 pounds that came in just because she broadcasted it everywhere. So look at the reward that she's getting for not even giving. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily always have to mean that someone has to give, someone can share it as well, you see? So it's very important that we share it as much as we can and we don't fall short. Economy in their countries. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm talking about the long game. Like yeah, the, yeah. Not oh, ju- don't, don't think... Uh, you're gonna to have to keep giving 150 pound for the child all the time. Like that child, when you when he gets older, he might be an engineer and yeah. thing, and he can bring business to his or entrepreneur, whatever it is. Yeah. They were able to better his country and his, his people and stuff as well. So then, what's that saying? You teach a man how to fish, yeah, that's and that's what you're doing, isn't it? And, and you'll see a lot of those children, uh, Khalid, and yeah. they're, they're gonna tell you when you ask them what do you want to be when you grow up. They're gonna to say to you they want to be engineers and they want to be doctors and they want to be pilots and these kind of stuff. They they're gonna say that to you themselves, and and that's the the drive that they've got. What we need to do is just be that beneficiary support to support them and 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 support them in the in that in that cause. And I think. Uh, I mean, I, I think Imran himself. I think he he's been away in the past uh, to to a country before. I think I don't I don't know about Rashid and, and Zach if they've ever been, but Imran's been Imran. Maybe you can enlighten the the viewers on some of the things that you've seen and the the benefits that you know that that it gives from going out to different countries and seeing it for yourself. I saw it. Um, you know, like I said about them being so proud of their deen and being so happy with what they have um, you know subhanAllah they were so proud of their iman of their Muslim identity as well because that's something that you can never take away from someone you know you can take away clothes you can take away material stuff but in terms of like their identity and you know that's what they were so proud of and that they put that you know always um, made sure that was you know manifested in the way they looked subhanAllah they were so proud to have beards the women wearing hijab, you know, with pride, with, with pride subhanAllah. Um, and so, like, you know, for me to see that, you know, first time, and then what we have here, subhanAllah, you know, we're seeing the complete opposite here, you know, we're losing yeah. that identity. And then over there, they don't have, you know, food to even have for thinking about the next meal, but they're still, you know, practicing their deen. So that's definitely something to think about. Inshallah. And it's a, it's a protection of the Islam as well, bro. You know, you're, you're, you're going to help them. Because you don't know what could be around the corner. There's obviously other charities from around the world that probably would go and see those children or whatever. We need to protect them, protect our religion, protect protect Islam and protect those children from maybe other people benefiting from going there and seeing these children themselves. And I think the the project in itself, like I said, it, it, because it started many, many years ago, a lot of those children's children are now beneficiaries of it. Some have come out. And some obviously are still, you know, sort of, sort of part of that, that that process. And obviously there's many more children that are going to come and they're going to be part of that process. There's many mashaykh that have gone away and studied in, in different countries, um, in Sudan, in some of the jamias there, and then they've come back and now they're teaching those children. So you'll see a lot of the, I mean, there's a, there's a very, uh, subhanAllah, there's a very famous school, um, I think it's called Al-Juzri in, in Sudan, um, just outside of Kessala, um, where I remember going to the school 
and um, right in the middle of the school, in the playground area, there's like a like a well there. And I was thinking, like, these guys ain't got no food, they got no water. How did they get a well? And then we asked the, the the brother that, like, this well, where did it, you know, how did this well get? He said they dug it themselves. That like the children and the imam, they dug it themselves. And when they first went to that school, the, the, the sheikh... I didn't know there was water. There was water. They just got all the machinery. They, they, they did it all themselves. But they knew that there was water there because someone had tested oh, it for them. Okay, right, right. So one of the things that the, the sheikh did, because a lot of the... the because the, the families don't have food themselves, it's of benefit for them that they just take their children and they'd leave them in the boarding school. Because they could just about survive themselves. They leave so, the cho- uh, children... Why is there no food, Look, it's a, it, it's a <laughs> I know, I know, it's a massive question, bro. Yeah, and it's I'm a massive question to, understand, to know. But did you get any insight onto yeah, why so the, there's no food? Yeah, look, Sudan in itself, what from what I saw, was a, a country that's got a big harvest, okay, of, of wheat. Yeah, it's wheat, isn't it? It's yeah, known it's for wheat. wheat yeah, it's yeah. known for wheat. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of the so-called uh, owners of the land um, where the wheat is grown are people who live in the West, like the UK. Um, America, Canada, and places like that. So because they own the land, what they do is when harvest time comes, they go, they get all of their, their wheat cut um, by some of these people who live in these camps, pay them peanuts to do it. They cut everything, get everything ready. And then what do they do with it? They ship it out. They export it into different, different countries. So the beneficiaries of the, the land and the wheat that comes from it are the people like us people in the Western world, in Europe, we benefit from all of that stuff. And obviously those rich businessmen, Sudanese, they, they, they get richer and richer. So the only bit of food that they get is probably the grains that are left behind after the harvest has been cut. So that's what's left behind. Um, from what we saw, I mean, there must be other reasons. There's, there's, other, obviously, factors, obviously. there's other factors involved in this as well, which to be honest, are a little bit politically sort of raised. That's not really too much that we're too, you know, concentrating on too much. Yeah. Our our concentration is to try and give these children education and, and, and to give them food. And, and that's how we try to... Because the, obviously the, these, re, they're refugees, right? Yeah. They're from Eritrea. Yes, uh, so they're not, they're not Sudanese. No, a lot of them are not. No, yeah, but there are Sudanese. Though. Yeah, there's Sudanese there as well. Yeah. So what's the Sudanese people like? In terms of, um, they live outside in, of the refugee camps. Oh, outside of the refugee camps, when you go to places like Kessel and yeah, that, yeah. they live. It's, it's just normal. It's life. okay. It's yeah, normal it's, life. It's, it's normal it's life. No, there's no. So the, so I'm guessing from what you've told me, the f- the um, the lack of food is because as is as a result of them being refugees. Yes. Yeah. It's not because Sudan's a poor country and there's no... Not at all. Right. Not at all. So outside of that, the whole Darfur situation, because obviously there's a lot of... Uh, but that's more... Uh, South Sudan, South right? Sudan, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's part of a different area. So that that area is... Obviously, that's like an area where a lot of the wars had happened yeah. and a lot of the sort of refugees came and, and resided in those areas. Right. So if you could imagine, they don't have houses. Is yeah, yeah, they don't have houses. They have mud huts with straw... Uh, straw roofs that's that's how they are and maybe in the house you might find one which has got just like a maybe like a, a bed for someone to sleep on and everyone else sleeps on the floor but some of the well not some a lot of the places where charity right has been and looked after now those have got 
you know, houses being built. Some of them might still live in those mud huts with straws, but they've done up a lot better. They've got like a, a, a compound area. They might have some, uh, you know, sheep, some goats, cows, chickens to get eggs, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So that also is going on in, in, in Sudan. So from where it was many, many years ago, before Charity Right and other charities had gone there, a lot of changes uh, mm. have happened. And you got to remember, the, the country's very hot. It's a very hot country. So to survive in a very hot country in those conditions is not easy as it is. So for the children to be in boarding schools and having to live there under some fans or, you know, uh, uh, under some shelters, which is like maybe purpose-built a little bit, is a lot easier than living in mud huts, you know, on the, in, in the camp areas. To the degree with that Al-Juzri school, when, when the Sheikh first started it, I think, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just trying to remember, it's quite a while ago, he had only a, a few hundred children that used to come to the school. And obviously, because he was well-established, he would study abroad, he'd come back, they wanted to develop the school. So they couldn't afford to go and make the school bigger. So do you know what they did? They bought a, a, a machine that makes bricks. They made a, got a machine that, bought, that made bricks, and they made the bricks themselves with the mud, and they built the school themselves. So you, inshallah, will go to that school, and you'll see it yourself, and you'll see how... This Is this it? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to see the school. Inshallah, this is one of the schools that we're, we're going to be providing food to regularly, you know, to make sure that at least they can uh, don't have to worry about yeah. mm. this whole situation. We'll take you into just this, this room now. These are Young a bunker, boy. pretty much where the, the How kids long was this? would spend... Uh, Probably one of the first years that he went. Seven years. So this is how they, 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 they used to sleep like this. They left it like that just for show? For show. No, no, this was, the, this was before he did the work, before he did the... This is seven years ago. Seven oh, years ago. Okay. Hamza, they've got some of the beds have got mosquito nets, especially the ones next to the window. Uh, last time we were here, there was there were two or three kids that had malaria. And unfortunately, they were they were refugees and they, they used to stay in the in the school, uh, so they had nowhere to go. So they lived literally just they were just on these beds. So the last time we were here, it's a it's half of a storeroom and half of a of a bedroom, but I guess the kids. Alhamdulillah, find it, find somewhere to stay. So 93 children actually stay here. Um, 36 of them stay in this room alone. This room is about six meters by six meters. And bearing in mind, it's, it's 39 degrees today. Um, you know, in the in the night when we were sleeping here yesterday, I think it, it was it was still 25, 27 degrees, which is is very very humid. And there was 36 children that would typically sleep in in a room like this. So it's, it's is not, it the same all year round? Life, subhanallah. So like no, no. On top of that, they've no, no. got no issues with there is a little bit, issues yeah. with, uh, with water. So all of them combined is is pretty much a disaster, subhanallah. But alhamdulillah, still, some of the kids are still smiling. Uh, is that a picture, bro? That's a mountain, bro. It's a mountain. It's a picture. Yeah, subhanallah. Go back, Zach. He sent in the video. Did you see the video? Imran said. Not an easy life, subhanallah. On top well, of that, well, 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 yeah, you'll see a lot of these schools, inshallah. And inshallah, these are the children that we're going to, inshallah, together we're going to raise this money to benefit, inshallah. Sure. Yeah? So did you experience the culture at all, bro? 
Uh, only a little bit. I mean, we were we went for a little bit longer than that. Uh, obviously, it's not jolly, bro. We're not there to kind of. Uh, no, no, no. It's not like uh, yeah. sample street food and whatnot. <laughs> it's not that kind of trip, yeah. And obviously, like, but obviously, it's good to see the kind of culture that they have, and because um, obviously, it's Eritrean. We're going to mainly meet Eritrean refugees. Yeah. Um, but did you have any interaction with the Sudanese at all? Uh, one thing I would say is that. Generally, when you go outside the UK, people are a lot more hospitable. I don't know if you find that as well. I mean, I see that a lot, yeah. But I think one of the things about the Sudanese people, because they knew that we came from abroad and we obviously we came to help the the people from those refugee camps, they were very very hospitable to us to the degree that sometimes we used to we used to come out of the the guest house. We used to be walking towards the cars, and there's a few shops there. Some of the brothers they used to. They, it's, I think it's a it's a culture amongst them that if they're eating, you have to eat with them. So they just call you in, come, let's look, the food's here. You know, look, let's, let's, let's just all eat. So sometimes we used to say, look, we got to go because, you know, we have to get into the camps because they're like a two, two and a half hour drive away, get to the camps and come back. So it was a bit hard. Sometimes we used to sit with them. Sometimes they used to come, they used to give, like one of the brothers, they gave him a, a like a, a full, you know, Sudanese kameez uh, yes. and they, they wrapped his head with the Sudanese style, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the cloth that they put. The the gutra kind of thing they put yeah. that on him, and you know, so they're very hospitable like that. And see, um, just just let you know, sorry. if they invite me to sit down to eat, I'm eating, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just let you guys know, right? And then they're gonna say, get off the table after <laughs> move. <laughs> um, did you see Ian Wright in uh, the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Right, so yeah. these guys they adopted him. Yeah, they adopted him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I see they that. got him the. But you see, do you see like Subhanallah? There's actually a lot of Sudanese in Qatar. You know that? Oh, is there? Yeah, there's a lot. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of rich Sudanese in, in, in Qatar. Big history in Sudan, bro. SubhanAllah, the history, the... Uh, but am I right in... Zach, does the Nile run through Sudan, bro? Yeah. It does, isn't it? SubhanAllah. I just wanted to ask that question. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you done some research then? Who, me? Yeah. And I got a little bit of a history lesson off my ne- nephew. Oh, did you? Yeah, so he was telling me about the Nile and then why Britain colonised certain... Yeah, because it was a big certain, war, certain, innit? But now why they 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 colonized like why they colonized African countries because they were trying to get to Asia and stuff and the the, the you know the, the trade routes and stuff and then they went through there to think it was, it was actually quite interesting because you remember like why they colonized Palestine and after they weren't interested in it so they just gave it yeah, so yeah, so yeah. if they really wanted it they would have stayed there yeah, so true. so going through Palestine and stuff was to get to the Asian yeah. uh, to Indian stuff so why they did it so it's actually quite interesting. Uh, things so it's actually good to learn yeah there's a there's a lot of history there and, and, and you'll see a lot of that Zach can you bring up the map please bro no map of America bro <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro can you can you lay off Zach <laughs> Zach do you want me to step in he's been getting on my nerves this past few days you, you, know just, you just reminded uh, remind me of my granddad uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he used to say to him like uh, if, he, if he called you he and said, also, also he's not switching the thing he's not switching it <laughs> Yeah, because I'm looking for it, bro. Yeah, there is talking. What, what this guy? What's he doing? It's that jump eye. Hey, jump back eye. to the future. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Teach him how to switch through the cameras, man. You used to call. You used to call you. Go. My granddad, you call him, and he goes, and he goes to me like, "Hello," and you go, "Me, but me, but yeah." He says, "No, my dad." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you come here. That's what. I, that's what I do. <laughs> 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 if I call my daughter, it's because what? What me? Yeah. Said, no, my dad's calling me. <laughs> 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 uh, go go to um so, so, so zoom out bro zoom out a little bit 
Man's gone into interstellar mode, bro. Go, go back. So you got Egypt. <laughs> I don't know what this guy wants from me, bro. I'm, gonna, I'm on, on your case today, bro. So, you know that there was a trade route there or something. There was a trade, the little thing that they needed. Zach, click the trade route button, bro. The trade route button. <laughs> you know about the trade route, bro? Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So look, look so, Sudan's split in half now, isn't it? Look. So South Sudan's quite green, apparently, from the colour. Muhammad, the way you're going at Sudan, to be honest with you, I don't Bruv, think you're going to I can't see nothing. <laughs> like, can you see the green? Go I, just, I can see the mark. green, but I can't see nothing. Uh, my, my, my eyesight's really Oh, is it? Well, I can't read, I can't don't see. Don't you wear glasses, bro? No, no. You're like, bun glasses, <laughs> no, bro. No, no, bro. Have you gone for eye test yet? Yeah, I did. What did they say? My left eye don't work. Seriously? Yeah, probably. What do you mean it doesn't work? I was supposed to wear glasses since I was a kid, didn't I? Okay, man, come on, bro. No, no, I didn't just... But I, I made it stronger. How? <laughs> 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 it's like, go back Reps to the satellite <laughs> <laughs> so, go, go to the satellite mode, please, bro. Just so we can see the terrain, bro. Satellite mode? Yeah, you see that on the right-hand side, above the plus button? It's right ahead, actually. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Zoom out. Yeah, that, what, what's that, what's that there? What's that river? No. Oh, this here? Yeah, what is that? That's, that's the Red Sea. That's the Red Sea. Oh, that's the Red Sea, yeah? So, right, is that the Wedged Days? Oh, that is Wedged Days. So does Sudan have a, a coast? So where, where is it? just hopped over. Does it have a coast though? There's no, the it now. The now runs through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the there runs it is. To Cairo. So I go down. All the way through. And where does it stop? Oh, it goes all the way through Sudan, bro. Oh, Khartoum is part of the now. All the way down here. What else does it go? Still there. It's beautiful, bro. Bro, it's still there. The way it's kind of looks like it's end up in Bangladesh. <laughs> I think it is, bro. Bro, where's it going? Obviously, we're going to be on a whirlwind, whirlwind tour in it. So, but subhanAllah is... Um... Uganda, madness. All the way down to Uganda, yeah? Yeah, but Africa. Did you ever see any well, wildlife, bro? Like crocodiles and whatnot. Yeah, say that. No. The original map. Yeah. The original map. You know, Af you know, uh, the whole of America, like North America, South America, will fit in Africa. Yeah, yeah, I saw that map, bro. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The, 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 the only thing we saw was um, it's actually a weird story, but I don't want to mention the guy's name. He, he, he is one of the when we went. There was a there's a brother. He was from up north. Very emotional. Emotional guy is got emotional about every single thing. Everything he saw was crying, you know, was being very emotional about it. Alhamdulillah, it was touching him a lot. And one time, we was in the in the four by four, and was driving to the camp. And he just turned around to everyone and goes, "Man, Subhanallah, look at this place, man. Look at the size. Of, look at how small the horses are. They don't even get any. They don't even get any uh, food and water." <laughs> and the brother looked right at him and went, "That's a donkey. That's a donkey." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a Some city slicker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And he goes, oh, sorry, sorry, But you do see a lot of, lot of dead donkeys there, you know? Is it? Yeah, you see a lot. Obviously, they've used them for but you know the tribal donkey, and stuff. The donkey literally built the Arab world, bro. The donkey, like, I don't know about Morocco, but in Algeria, it's, it's got a status, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, bro. There's, a, there's, there's this kind of thing about donkeys, bro. Yeah. I, I, my, my, my uncle <laughs> told me this funny story. Because his friend, his friend, like he travelled quite a bit and every country he goes to, he finds a donkey and takes a picture of him, bro. 
Because where he's from, where he's from, he's from a village, isn't it? So <laughs> it's this thing. But do you know where, where, where drug mule came from, bro? Interesting. So I don't know if this is, it's probably a, like, the way they used to smuggle drugs between Morocco and Algeria. And, or not, they used to put headphones on, on, I don't know if this is a joke. Go on, bro. Something my dad told me. Yeah. Gone. So you blame my dad. Headphones gone. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I think it's a joke. So they put headphones on it, and and in the headphones on, on what? On the donkey blood. Okay. So the donkey would have headphones, and then in that they record the record. I think going. Ur, ur. You know, you go. Ur, like, and it moves. Go, yeah, and it moves basically. You know. So, Bob, uh, fact check. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this guy wants me to fact check the impossible, bro. Come on, try. Literally, just try. Did they use to put so I'm going to Google on donkeys? Donkeys. Fucking drug mule, uh, Walkman. Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, where, where was this? Seventies. Probably seventies, sixties. I don't know. Did they have Walkmans then? Yeah? No, maybe not. Maybe eighties. You're right. Probably yeah. 80s, But uh, why do you keep uh, everything that Algeria does wrong? Why do you bring Morocco into it? It's nice beef. He just wants to be for. But what is going on, bro? We come on. We come on every single time, and then we, and then just keep making this hate between Morocco and there Algeria. There is no hate, though. There's no hate, bro. But there, but there's this thing online now because it, bro, it's there's online. This, there's this hysteria it's going on, between Morocco online. and Algeria. There's this like it's just Moroccans don't wear green furry jumpers. That's what it is, bro. No, just above stupid people. There's no issue. There's, there's an issue. There's, there's no, no issue. There's no issue, bro. You know what? You know what the problem is. You've given Hamir donkeys the access to a keyboard, and they're going to start talking rubbish, bro. Mm. So you're making you're making a, a problem and uh, like inciting talking, problems, inciting problems out of nothing. Yeah. There's no nothing, bro. Like, bro, a lot of my good friends, brothers are Algerian. Yeah, so Mohammed and lot have good. Oh, inshallah, you yes. have. You're, yeah, it's likewise, bro. We have like and the thing, bro. It's not. It's and it's not just. See, when you live in the UK, it's not just Algerian Moroccan, is it? Mm. You have Pakistani brothers, yeah, yeah. Bangladeshi brothers, but Filipino brothers, and everyone. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it just, but and the thing, and the thing is that like it's it's where we you learn to be a community, bro. And these guys, they're, they're not trying to create division, bro. They don't understand that. Yeah. Like even like when you go Morocco, when you go to Morocco, actually, let's not even talk about that because I don't, I don't get all polit, 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 yeah. political and stuff because it just can, 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 we, can we ask Rashid uh, his motivation be, why, why it's to go because when I spoke to him on the phone he just like, said yes and kept it moving like, yeah literally yeah. like I just said uh, uh, Rashid were you saying about going to Sudan he goes yeah yeah no problem where are we going <laughs> and I thought uh, that was a bit easy so uh, Rashid come on bro enlighten us Rashid grew up in Bangladesh <laughs> he's seen poverty bro <laughs> what not in Silet there isn't He's not, oh, he's not. He's from Dhaka, isn't he? He's from Ch- uh, no, Chittagong. Chadpur. Chadpur, Chadpur, that's it. Chadpur, yeah? Chadpur, yeah? Yes, yeah, near, near Kumilla. Kumilla. Kitabe. <laughs> <laughs> Balani. Amir Rashid, bye. Go <laughs> Rashid, man. Um, I think it's like, uh, like what Mohammed said, when we were about 18 and then we started practicing and then we were just like looking to give back to the community I think since then I've always had this like the only time I found like I was had some satisfaction is was like when we're doing something for someone else I don't know I don't know if that's just me personally just like when we did the youth club and stuff I was like if we weren't doing that um I just felt like oh man you know you just feel a bit useless even with the work I was doing like um, like Muhammad was saying, we're doing like nine to five and not really giving back. Like I all just had this thing saying, like, oh, you know what? I just need to like do something. Just don't feel 
fulfilled. So I was I was even looking for jobs like, oh, how can I get into like, uh, you know, like. Um, oh, yeah, aid not, work. You wanted to do aid work. Yeah, I wanted to do aid work. Yeah. I applied to so many Muslim charities and got rejected every single time. <laughs> And then, um, like, so fun, like, yeah, I've been trying for, for years, and then, but, like cherry right now. <laughs> no, I don't think it existed then, <laughs> but, but alhamdulillah, you know what, like, um, fun, like Allah has a plan, and um, I started working with the ambulance service, and then, like, just me going to work every day, alhamdulillah, like, um, I, I do get to help people, not as as people in need as in other countries, but in uh, I do get to see them in the moment of need and I am able to help them. So alhamdulillah, it's like, like, I don't know with the situation, everybody knows like, oh, we're going on strike and stuff like that. But um, that's that's the only reason I think we do the job is just like we go to work and like, oh, you know, alhamdulillah, help someone today. Did you just say go on strike because you think you're going to get your pay rise? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You should get a pay rise, bro. Did you go yeah, on strike? You should get, bro. Yeah, you, 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 lo- you, lo- yeah, you lo- should get a pay rise, bro. Like, the bundem claps. If there's politicians <laughs> get a freaking wine set. Bundem claps, bro. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you two claps. Here you go, bro. It's like, so, what's stupidness, bro? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, did, I did strike. I know, um... So what do you do? Do you stand around an oil bin? and? Like... Yeah, so the thing is, like, um, like, <laughs> those bundles. Yeah, we... <laughs> Are you holding a billboard? Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Did you have those barrels with fire in it. <laughs> not, not on the day that I struck. can you tell them what your strike actually was, what you actually did? Because it's quite funny to be honest with you. Yeah, it's like, Go so um, what we do uh, for us, str- we're, we're on strike, but we actually are still working. <laughs> so we were kind of kind of working. Yeah, I'm so, gonna give you. I was gonna give you paracetamol, but I give you one. Yeah, so, so, gonna, so, bro, your leg. Bro, your legs. I'm gonna just fix one. Leg. <laughs> yeah. So, so I strike for us. It's like okay. So we turn um, up halfway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta walk the rest. <laughs> Meet me on the corner. <laughs> How does that work, right? Sorry, so, 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 um, so on our strike days, um, we we respond to like what, what's it called, like our life and limb, life and limb. So anyone that's um, the life is at risk, will attend to them. Anyone, any like uh, like maybe like an accident or an injury that is like limb threatening, will attend to them. And um, obviously, like the calls get um, triaged and they get um, categorized and they get deal- like the patients are still being seen by just by different avenues. And um, they'll just be said like, oh, you know, if you can make your way to hospital, just make your way, um, get family member to take you or take a cab. But if you're, obviously, if you're dying, we'll come and we'll hopefully just save you your life. Do you know what's yeah. ironic though? That sounds like that's more work. <laughs> like what do you mean? Did, what was the chance? Did you have like, no, 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 pay. More, more pay. What was this? What, was it, what did they? No, just like, um, like I don't know how people say like, oh, you supported us. Um, but um, during lockdown, support us now and things like that. No, no, say it properly, bro. <laughs> hey, you you, you know me, I was very quiet. I was just standing there with a side. So that sounds like a very long and... and so you supported us during lockdown? <laughs> you want to pay right? That's that. <laughs> <laughs> You know no, I mean? no more claps. <laughs> no more claps. Give us cl- slaps. That <laughs> 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 definition, bro. What if? The, what about your workers? Have they? Have they got a strike? Bro? <laughs> yeah, bro. You don't go strike. You don't go for you. No more claps. Give us slaps. <laughs> 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 
Clash. Yeah, yeah. Clash. Give us cash. He's promoting Dana White's new uh, show. <laughs> So what are your workers saying? Are they striking or whatever? Bro, if they strike, they're going to make one phone call. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what about you, Zach? Me? Yeah, yeah I want to know. I want yeah. strike as well, bro. We don't know about you, but you strike. <laughs> I don't know why you can't. Why, why have you, you know, opted to come? Well, you didn't tell... Well, Imran didn't say anything, bro. We don't care yeah, about him. Go to him in a bit. Imran, mashallah, just chooses... He's a man of wisdom, isn't he, just there? Imran's on the laptop. He's one hundred percent scrolling through Instagram. I don't know what. What are you doing on the laptop, bro? You're watching UFC, isn't it? Uh, he's, he's doing work, bro. He's, he's doing, actually doing work. He's actually doing work. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, that. bro. I lie, I lie. I'm surprised. Normally, he just watches UFC and eats really loud food. Next to the mic, watches really loud videos as well. <laughs> yeah, guys, like, why? Because uh, you've me... you've been to Gambia, isn't it? Yeah, I have. But you you put me on the spot, man. So to talk us a bit about Gambia, bro. Gambia, I, I've, I think I went when I was like uh, 16. Yeah. No, you were older than that. No, no, I was 16. Is it? Yeah. Uh, went to Gambia. Uh, we raised money before we went there. So what, what we went like... What was the project? It was um, an orphanage in uh, somewhere like Khartoum, I think. That's not in Gambia. That's in Sudan, bro. Oh, sorry. One <laughs> <laughs> second. Banjo or something. I forgot what it's called, man. It was a long time ago. Right, right. So don't, don't say that again. That's a bad word in my language. Oh, what's it? <laughs> he said banjo. Don't, why did you say it again? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, Zach, was, tell uh, the story about that thing, that, that drink that you left on the bus. Oh, sap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that oh, was did bad, you bro. a spot project, did you? No, no, it wasn't. It was the, 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 the lady from Spot Project. Mm-hmm. She was, uh, she's the one who took us though. Mm-hmm. That was before Spot was made though. That's it. End of story. No, the sap. Yeah, the sap. They got some drink called sap. <laughs> if you leave it in the sun too much, it ferments, isn't it? Yeah. So we, we left it in the sun. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Started drinking it, got a bit tipsy by, by accident, man. It was really? Crazy. You got drunk, yeah. bro? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? It was, yeah. It was a bit nuts, man. I felt a bit tipsy. It was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then I accidentally done it again. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Mama, they don't have that incident. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Go on, Imran. Tell us about Bangladesh. I suggest straight away as well because we've been... Um, uh, uh, we can hear everything you're doing. <laughs> I like Rashid. Rashid's been there. Uh, Imran, Imran, before, just before Imran comments, if you don't mind, I just want to say that, um, mashallah, you know, Khalid and yourselves behind the scenes um, had helped with Charity Right, uh, you know, raising money, awareness and all that kind of stuff a lot in the last, I don't know, eight, nine years and stuff like that. But I think, mashallah, Imran, he's been like a, a little bit on the forefront with me because I kind of, um, I don't know, in a weird way, I kind of stick it on him quite badly to... Uh, uh, get involved with charity right and 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 have team pages and all that kind of stuff and mashallah every single year I'm not like oh he's here he can witness he can be witness to this he always says to me oh bro man I can't do that much that's too much oh bro please can I just do it a little bit less and every year what do I say to him man I say bro trust me you can do it trust me you could do it is that not true yeah, yeah and I think last year mashallah was the most you ever raised wasn't it yeah. I don't want to mention the amount because that's between him and Allah. I don't want to mention it, but he raised the 
raised the most amount. But go on, man. Tell us. No, like, like I said, I, because I went to a delegation already, I've uh, been to camps like this uh, in Rohingya. Once you go to one of these, everybody knows that like, your heart just wants to go back again, you know, to do the same job or the same work, you know, yeah. to support these people. Um, and so, uh, the Qadr Allah, we've been actually speaking that we want to go somewhere. We were saying that, oh, we need to go somewhere, we need to go travel, like, just travel, the whole experience of traveling. Obviously, what better, you know, yeah. a reason to go and travel is for this. And um, I was actually looking to book um, a trip to like, Granada just with some friends. In March, this time, exactly this One time. One second, you ain't got no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got with some brothers, with some trip. brothers. I was like to go, some brothers. Bro, you got friends outside of this? Some brothers, yeah, brothers, yeah. Well, we're not your brothers now. Can I not have more than one brother? <laughs> we're very, very jealous people. Either with us or against us. But <laughs> well, was like, we were looking actually to book something. Where's Granada? Oh, Spain. Yeah, yeah, we're just looking to go for that weekend or something. And then oh. Erfat called me the next day and subhanAllah, I was like, look, bro, I told them, listen, look. Under another, you know, amazing opportunity to just come and like under we didn't book the tickets, you know, otherwise it'd be difficult. So also I'm very um, conscious. Obviously, we're, we're we're joking and we're trying to make this like, but we take this very serious. Well, like, I, I know, like even before we we start, I don't want to make this like a, a mockery out of this this thing, and I don't want Saj to think that we're we're not taking it serious or whatever, and because I know he's very protective over the project and stuff like that. And we'll learn out stuff like that. But I feel like I don't want to catastrophize the situation and make people feel hopeless about it. It's a, it's a, I feel like it's a journey of hope. Do you see what I'm saying? 100%, yeah. It's a journey of um, trying to understand uh, the support and discovery. It's not one of like, oh, look at us. We're the saviors of these people. But that's not what... What, what, we're not no saviors, bro. We're there as servants, bro. Yeah. And I think that's something that the reason I want to document this is for you guys to see that it's not something that if I could get away with not documenting it, yeah, I would, I would. Wallahi, I would. I wouldn't even like, but the, the documentation of it is so you guys can see, like, I know, I know the video might not do it justice, but maybe if you see us there, and maybe you could, if you if you are have an affinity with us at all, if you're watching us and you you know what these guys are just like guys that I've grown up with and stuff, maybe that will spark something inside you. Yeah. You know, it's not some guy from wherever. You know, it's guys from where we grew up with you with you guys. You understand? So that's that's the whole point of documenting it, right? So I'm hoping it will spark some something inside you guys to maybe even open up your own page and and raise even if it's like five hundred pound, bro. You know. Like that's how many, when you look at it like that, like subhanAllah, feeding someone for a whole year, man, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And imagine that kid doesn't have to worry about where the na- that next meal's coming from. They yeah. know. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. For, the, for the whole year. And you will be able to document and take videos of the kitchens and where it's getting cooked, yeah. how the food gets there, how... And they get meat as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah. SubhanAllah, you'll be, you be seeing yourself how the, the the charity in itself runs the whole operation of the distribution in the in terms of how much uh, um, lentils or, or, or oil and whatever food they're eating on that day, 
how they 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 take it from storage, how it's prepared. So you know, obviously there's a food shortage there, so there there could be an element of theft and stuff like this. Mm. But everything is documented, everything is written. This is how much oil's gone in. This is how much lentils are gone in. This is how much rice is done. You'll be able to see it for yourselves. And then that in itself, like I said, you'll be able to come back and or even document, take videos of, and show people that look, you know what, the operation is not just about, you know, making a food pack, dropping it for someone and. You know, Bismillah, I've, I've done my bit and I've gone. It's a it's a whole process. And the process starts with, like I said, some of those beneficiaries in the past are now working for charity, right? They are driving those trucks. They're the ones bringing the food to those places. Some of the people from the camps, they are the distributors. They are the people who have aligned the people who have come in to cook. So there's a, the, the, pro, the project in itself is very, very self-sustainable. And inshallah, we want to keep that sustainability going for, for inshallah for the foreseeable future. But most importantly, we have to try and understand is that we want to benefit that child to get education. The education is the key because uh, like Khalid was saying that, you know, if you, you could take the, uh, the, the, the person to the, to, to the river and give him a, and not give him a fish, but you go, if you teach him how to fish, he'll, he'll fish for himself. You mixed two things together. I'm sorry, sorry. One second. Can I, you said you can take him out to water. You get him to fish. <laughs> and then you know what? You could hit two birds with one stone. <laughs> I didn't say two birds with one stone. I know you did it, bro. <laughs> so you're adding three things in there. Anyway, so the point I was trying oh, to that, get that, at. That, bro, that was hilarious, bro. <laughs> Let's go back again. You could take a. F you can give a man a neck. You can teach a man how to fish. fish. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's our one. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Teach them about the fish, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying. I think that's what Charlie right. And there's a dignity yeah. in that. No, as well. I think that's what their whole thing is. Yeah. Like, what it's all about, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what the important thing is. That's the main message that we want to get out to everybody. It's not just about you know someone giving us uh, you know uh, you guys money just so that you could take it out and give someone a food pack. It's not about yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very important that everyone understands that the and education that comes with yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it, and that it's leads a long term education. It's a long term project. Then, yeah. It's a long-term project, and it's gonna it's gonna continue. And that person that will be a sadaqa jariya for them for the continuation of that uh, you know that, that that child's life or whoever whoever they may be. So that's very very important. But importantly also is that don't be hesitant to ask and don't be hesitant to give. Yeah. It's important that everyone understands that you know don't be hesitant to ask and don't be hesitant to give even to the degree where if you or I ask somebody. For arguments, if I asked you, and then I'm asking you, but you can't give, don't be hesitant to ask someone else. Right. Don't hesitate. You know, everyone can help. In the, and Ramadan's around the corner. Inshallah, we make it to Ramadan. Right. Um, but Ramadan's around the corner. And this this period that we're going in is, is a very important time because this is going to be a key for those children during the period. Because a lot of them, won't, they, 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 they're young children, they're not going to be fasting, mm. you know, but the, the adults around them will be. So the, a lot of them won't be fasting. So this is important that we raise this money during this period, because this is the month that a lot of Muslims give. Yeah, that a lot of the Muslims give. So we can raise as much as we can. We go out there, inshallah, and that can continue, inshallah, for the, for, like I said, for the foreseeable future or for the, for the entire year. Um, I was going to ask you something. Oh, and, and oh, you guys, if you've got any questions you want to ask us about this specific trip, we're going to try and document as much as we can. Look, um, I know, what's the plan for the vlogs? We've got to figure it out. We're going to figure out some content when we're there. And we, listen, we're not Red Nose Day, yeah? It's not Lenny Henry and you and McGregor going into like. Do you see what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're just normal guys that are just going there to kind of see what the situation is. 
and we don't want to um we're trying to make it as real as possible as as much as possible um hopefully we're going to have stories when we're there instagram stories you better follow the the whole journey inshallah um okay you want to add anything no okay you ready though yeah who me yeah yeah i'm ready bro. man's gonna be shadow boxing you. outside the refugee camp bro. <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready <coughs> what are you uh most um have you, are you are you apprehensive about anything um <clears throat> i think probably just probably seeing seeing it firsthand yeah i think i think that's probably what's going to get me probably most yeah. that's it try not to cry in front of each other as well bro. i don't care bro to be honest for that i'll cry you can document it's that. It's difficult though. No, but for that I don't care though. That's yeah. that's that's something legit to cry about. Do you know what I mean? So that that's that's not a, that's for me. That's not a, a, a anything for my manhood. Yeah. And if you want to check my manhood, brother, <laughs> we can test it out, bro. If you want. Shut up, you're crying, bro. <laughs> nah, it's, but I think, yeah. but it's, you're, you're doing it. For, like, sass, again, sass, you're sass. doing it for something good, inshallah. So now let's if we keep it. Like that. That's that's the main we'll thing. Check each other as well. Yeah, and keep each other in. And check. brotherhood is important. You know, we we're yeah. gonna inshallah go as, as as brothers. We're gonna take care of each other and obviously look after whatever. Because people do go through different emotions. Like I said, there was an emotional brother that was was with us when I took my 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 my, my son and his friend when we went to Bangladesh. There was quite emo they were quite young. It was quite emotional for them. You know, seeing people like that because they've come from living in a bubble in the UK mm. where everything's literally on the table. You know, and now they're in a place where there's nothing like that. You see, I think, so. I think you know, you know, when you haven't seen, you know, if people have never dealt with death, poverty, and all that stuff, and then when you see it, like I think it's hot. You, 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 it's, it's hot. It makes you emotional because you don't know how to process it. Yeah. So I think like crying is probably a way of letting it out and stuff and understanding yourself and thing. Then you start contemplating on life again. So again for me, inshallah, hopefully it's. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for change. As well, like, yeah. Um, but I, think I just want to, I just want to go and support what you guys are doing. Yeah, but to be honest, that's the main thing. And inshallah, we just benefit. But if it doesn't change you, then do you know what I'm saying? It should change you mentally, bro. Inshallah, yeah. As it not you, obviously, hopefully you, but me as well. Everyone was, not it? You definitely. I hope so, bro. All right, Rashid, you want to have the last word, bro? No. <laughs> <laughs> You should have been on camera, bro, man. Maybe next time. Next time. I think for all of us, inshallah, if I could just give you guys a bit of parting advice and something that was given to me, is that we should all make sincere dua to Allah that Allah's, you know, accepted us. And we should all thank Allah as much as we can that, you know, we've got this opportunity to try and help. Because like I said, it could have been anyone else. And most importantly, we should make dua to Allah that Allah opens the hearts of our friends, our family and people in the wider world, people that watch Grappling With Life, um, to really open their hearts and dig deep into their pockets and try to give as much as they can. And some people will find it a bit difficult to give to people they don't know or strangers. Um, so, it's, you know, if you know someone, uh, uh, give it. And if you don't know someone, just remember that, inshallah, we will be the people that are going to be delivering it for you directly, inshallah. So it's very important. I know a lot of people like that fact that you're going to be delivering directly so inshallah we'll be delivering directly we'll be helping them cook the food directly we'll be doing all those kind of things so i think if anyone has got any doubts 
inshallah, like we said, we will document a lot of the stuff and, and, and bring it back so that everyone can see it for themselves, inshallah. Perfect. I'm going to give you honor to sign off. You're going to look in that camera over there. Bro. I think that should be Khalid, bro. No, no. So you brought us together, bro. You brought the 18. You're Hannibal, bro. You brought the 18 together, bro. So look into that bro, camera. Bro, you got, you got to teach me the sign now. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So look in the camera. Look you're dead in the eyes, bro. Oh, my God. Okay, that's good. So I've... Uh, <laughs> I could speak so to you all day. Leave it with me. Okay, you got to do the this as well, yeah. No, this is gonna be different. Okay, خلاص. Okay. This is grappling with life. This is my Cody Khalid Ishmael. Put the camera on him. All right. <laughs> Listen, if you don't donate, he's coming. <laughs> Sign us out, bro. We sign out with this. Thanks very much. See you next week. Mashallah. <laughs> Mashallah. Well done, bro.